0: Greetings, Troubled listeners, and welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Komen, sitting in my safe house on the line with my co-host, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny.
1: Hello, my friend. How are you, my friend? <laughs> you doing all right, my friend?
0: Uh, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. You've had a good week, my friend? Um, yeah, actually it was, uh, it was my birthday, uh, last week. I celebrated my birthday, got together with, uh, with, uh, my family in the backyard had a couple of other birthdays that we picked up along the way that, that we had, had not celebrated. So, uh, that was pleasant. You know, had uh, we, uh, we had the hurricane missed us. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it, uh, dumped a lot of water there on, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Well, uh, no, that was not good. It was not good. It was, uh. I mean, it was good that, it, you know, New Orleans was spared, but I uh, felt terrible for those people. At Hurricane, again, you know, it's hard to predict these things. I guess that's part of what a, what's scary about a hurricane. It's hard to predict them. But, you know, it, it, uh, the way it sat there right on the coast and just dumped all that water from the Gulf. You know onto, what's hard to predict? Uh, that. What's that?
1: Earthquakes. You can't predict earthquakes. You right. can't do it. Right. My friend. Happy birthday, right. my friend.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Manny. Yours is uh, right around the corner.
1: Yeah. So, right. you know, you're not my best friend, but you are a friend. Is that all right yes. with you? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Is that all right oh, with you? Oh, that's great, man cool yeah no that's 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 great that's uh no it's uh actually went went by my best friend's uh, house one of my best i I hate to rank them like you know as as as, like i only have one best friend i have many people i consider my best friends um but uh did see uh glenn styler uh i.e brent newman uh went over and and had a, a little soiree ate some steaks at his house that was very nice to uh to get together socially you know we're all it's it's interesting you you finally get together in a social setting and I find people are so anxious to talk to someone who's not their spouse. They, uh, the, the spouses will wind up fighting each other for the floor. You know, they're like someone will ask a question. Everybody's jumping to answer it just cause they're, they're, uh, happy to have some fresh meat.
1: Okay. All right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah. yeah you've, uh, you've
0: experienced that as well.
1: No, not really. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, you you know, I'm happy too. I'm happy that uh, you're happy, and I'm also happy because nice. um, uh, uh, you know I'm a big fan of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, and they're back with new shows. Mm-hmm. They're back with brand new shows. Really? Yes, that's the best. thing. Wow, Al-
0: Alex Trebek is is still hanging in there.
1: Yeah, he doesn't look so good and sound so good, but he's he's doing it, man. He's working it and uh wow, i'm so man. happy i, have, I admire that guy yeah and uh i'm so happy because uh, i those are my two favorite shows ever in the history of the world those are my <laughs> two favorite shows right. you know um nice but uh you know i remember on my birthday about you know 30 years ago or something like that uh i mm-hmm. had a friend of mine who was an agent for like uh C and D list, uh, celebrities, people who just had their heyday, but they weren't that good at big anymore. And, okay. Um, one of my, her clients was, uh, Bernie Capel. You remember Bernie Capel?
0: Bernie Capel. He played, he was the, he was the, the doc, doc on, uh, on, uh, Lombo. the love boat. Yes.
1: And he was nice. also nice. Z- Zigfried on get smart.
0: Ooh. Yes, he was. Yes. Oh, good good, good Which call. Which
1: is uh, one of my favorite TV characters of all time was Siegfried on Get Smart because that's <laughs> one of the best shows ever made in the history of television.
0: Sure was.
1: I yeah. think it
2: ranks yes. with Jeopardy?
1: Uh, well, it's a different category. It's a whole, whole different category. You know, um, But Bernie, but so right. for my birthday, when I turned like 30, she got Bernie... To call my answering machine, you know we had answering machines back then. <laughs> remember answering right.
0: machines, Renee? I, I
2: remember. I remember.
1: Not
0: really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and pagers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all. Well, I remember all you, those you things.
1: being a drug dealer, you would know about pagers. You know. But well, I, you know,
0: I think we've all we've all come in contact with with the pagers here and there.
1: But anyway, she got him to call my call me when I wasn't home, and leave a, a happy birthday message. In the voice of Siegfried and that was one of the greatest <laughs> nice. gifts ever you know uh, nice uh, too bad I lost that tape uh, but uh, I still remember it it's embedded in my brain and I, I think that's great
0: yeah no that's that's uh that's had to be a surprise for you huh that's uh you weren't weren't expecting that no I that. wasn't
1: expecting that at all I was not you know and uh I, I we listened to it me and my friends listened to it over and over again and uh nice, I tried nice. to make it my outgoing message but it didn't it didn't work I couldn't do
0: that yeah yeah well you know we we've had a bunch of uh, uh we always talk about the the troubled men podcast uh, having all these connections where it kind of folds in on itself so we recently had a, a few of those crop up and I think you'll be interested in this first one I'm going to bring up so we had this Doug, this uh, drummer on, on the show uh, a few months back when we were still in the ring room. This fella Doug Belote what? was from uh, kind of uh, Doug Belote okay. is his name. Uh. He was a, a guest on our show. He was uh, writing a book about uh, New Orleans second line drumming, and uh, he was from Lafayette. And his father had been a anyway. He's a a, a great drummer, session drummer, plays with all kind of people. Um, he's dead. No, 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 still quite alive. In fact, I saw a post that he did from a session that he did today. Anyway, he had, uh, I guess he's friends with other drummers, you know, all these guys stick together, uh, you know, from town to town, they, they meet each other. And I saw this because I was, the, we were tagged in, in this Instagram post that this other drummer that Doug knew, and the other drummer had, put up uh, a flyer from uh, two free stooges and it had a picture of you and Dick rude. And, and, and he put the picture up and he said, look what I found cleaning out my office or something. And he said, I used to play with these guys and Doug below comments. He goes, Manny Chevrolet. I fucking know Manny Chevrolet. I was just on their podcast. Oh. And so this guy, this guy was Aaron Mendoza. Aaron Mendoza. Does that ring a bell? He, was a, he said he was the drummer in Two Free Stooges. Is that, am I getting his last name wrong or something? Aaron?
1: No, we only had three drummers, and that was Bobby Tech-U, um Matt, no, Bobby Shear, Matt Tecu, and uh, David White. I, know, I don't know who this person is, Aaron Mendoza.
0: Huh, Wow. Wow, um, man. And, well, somebody's out there uh, uh, misrepresenting himself. Yeah. I guess he figured, well, it's so long ago, who's going to check? But, right. well, no, I guess he got fact-checked there.
1: I don't remember an Aaron. What was it, Aaron Mendoza?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was Aaron, Aaron Mendoza.
1: No, I have no idea who that is. Okay. I mean, he might have All been right, a fan. Well, I, I, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, did no, he post he was, a picture of anything? He, was, he just posted a picture of a flyer? Well,
0: Yeah, it was just a photograph of a a flyer from a show from from back then. All right. Well, I I thought I thought you were going to go. Oh man, Aaron Mendoza, and have all kind of great Aaron Mendoza stories. Oh well. No, (laughs) Um, I I have no idea what
1: that is. Sorry, I I don't know. Okay. Uh,
0: No, no, no problem. No problem. So moving on. um, uh, Well, I have some some good news. Uh, The Troubled Men podcast T shirts came out this week. We, uh, oh my goodness!
1: Really?
0: We can. You can now. There'll be a link in the show notes where you can go on and uh, and order a Troubled Men podcast T-shirt of your very own. I can't uh, wait for, for the Troubled Nation. So, what does
1: it look like? I've never seen this. What does it look well, like?
0: Well, it's 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 the it's it's our Troubled Men podcast logo on a T-shirt. What so color? A black T-shirt. What you can color? get a. Well, it's 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 a, there's a variety of colors to choose from they they all look all the colors look good with the the logo and it's through uh, bonfire.com and the 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 link will be right there in the show notes and uh and the links and our facebook page so so anyway i, I it they went live it, it was advertised uh, on on our facebook page and within about 10 15 minutes we had our first uh shirt was purchased by our former guest Arnie Skog the, uh, oh, the yeah. great guitar yeah. player from Norway.
1: Yeah. And how much do these shirts cost?
0: Um they go for uh $25 uh and uh it's a high quality t-shirt I hope. and uh Yeah, you know, it looks like they they do a nice job <laughs> and uh you know it's a
1: uh, Is it cotton? Yeah.
0: You know, it is cotton. Yes.
1: Okay, good.
0: Yes, it's a high, a high, high quality cotton weave. Cotton
1: will shrink, though. I,
0: I think it. I think it might have a, a small shrink. amount of. It's it's a it's a it's a balanced. It's a high quality shirt. I think everybody's going to be. And shrunk. actually, I went on the. Uh, it's. I don't know if it's pre shrunk or not.
1: Kind of like my penis.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'm not sure about that, <laughs> but uh, but they do have a a, a model on the uh, on the on the site where you can you can. Uh, see the size of this person, a man or woman, and what their height and weight is.
1: The size are of this person. How the-
0: and well, and how they look in each each size shirt, so you can judge. Well, what size shirt should I get? Anyway, so I thought that was uh, that was some good news uh, on the, on on that front. You know, it's uh, Christmas is right around the corner. You know, you don't want to have to be going into stores and uh, you know encountering these uh, clouds of COVID in uh, in Macy's and uh, you know other other uh, retailers. So you know, consider uh, uh, maybe. Uh, purchasing some troubled menswear. But for you. don't family.
1: celebrate and, uh, Christmas.
2: Yeah, or Hanukkah, right?
0: Yeah, for it's it's for Hanukkah as well. Yes, uh, uh, winter solstice, uh, Kwanzaa, you know, for, uh, Kwanzaa. Yes, exactly. Any any holidays you wish to celebrate, or just you know, just some non denominational gift giving. It's it's uh, suitable for everyone. Well, that's so cool. that was uh, that was ex- that was exciting news. Um, I want one uh, you know right on yeah well it's, it's, it's quite available just uh, you know click on the link in the show. click notes on the link in the this show this notes episode. that's click. all that's right that's, that's all you have to do that's all you have to do um, well you know Manny have you seen this uh, this product emergency it's like a powder you mix with water it has a lot of vitamin C in it
1: yes I've heard of this product yes it's been around for a long right on. time yeah it's
0: been around for a long time right 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 yeah. Well, I had a thought the other day because I've been drinking some every day because I mostly just drink water during the daytime. So it's nice to have something that has some flavor. So I've taken a, to, uh, you know, getting these orange or lemon emergency packets and I was drinking. and I thought, you know, I think this for the, the, the COVID season here, this could be really good. Like you could mix vodka with this, have like a little COVID cocktail, you know, some emergency over ice. I don't know. Just a just an idea. Uh, know, yeah, I guess if, if
1: you like that, sure, go for it. I mean, why bother? You know, the best. Like I've always said, the best mixer is ice. You know, to any kind yes. of alcohol. So yes. why would you want to put some powder? You know, <laughs> unless you're trying to unless you're trying to date rape somebody. Are you trying to date rape somebody? <laughs> well. You know, uh,
0: no, no, no. You're trying to, trying to, uh, stay uh, healthy, know, uh, to vitamin them up. Yeah. 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 Fortify them. I don't know. I don't Fortify know. yourself. I know.
1: Speaking of healthy, you know, uh, the COVID is still going on, you know, COVID is everywhere. You, you brought up the holidays and, uh, you know, I work at mm-hmm. the big campus here and, you know, they canceled something we've talked about on, uh, on the big campus for the last couple of years is that the Sukkot uh, uh, holiday? That uh, the, the, okay, that, you know, Sukkot, Yes. You know they canceled that altogether, so uh, it was kind of yeah, was,
0: yeah. You wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be uh, enclosed in those booths, even though they're they're mostly open. You know, you you could it would be difficult to social distance unless each right. Person well, had I their never understood uh, su- those booths suka.
1: because those booths those little rooms that you build never have a ceiling, and they're supposed to stay in. Well, the, right. that's. And, and And what look at the sky and then get rained on, or all that kind of stuff it doesn't make sense
0: yeah well it's it's yeah it's a it's a tradition it harkens back to the uh the the harvest season, yes, and you're supposed to be able to see the stars through it because it's a temporary shelter that people would make when they were living out in the fields and in, in in uh antiquity, you know ancient times. they never
1: made roofs for these uh shelters, so I never understood that uh, they
0: would often. Traditionally, they would have sometimes like some branches laid across the top, but kind of loosely, so you could still still see, see some stars peeking through. Oh, but yes, yeah. uh, so we had to, had to uh, jump over Sukkot, and actually uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah starts tomorrow at sundown, so we're right into the, the high holiday season.
1: Yeah. Oh. Have fun with that.
0: So that hasn't um, been canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, services over Zoom.
1: Yeah, the COVID has done crazy things all around the world. Did you hear about this? Uh, in Indonesia, people who refuse to wear masks are forced by the government to dig the graves of COVID-19 victims without masks. Wow, they're forced to dig the grave. You know, we think, we think we have a dictator going on here in this country, but that's hardcore. You know, that government's saying you refuse to wear a mask? Well, then you're going to fucking dig the graves, motherfuckers. You know?
0: Okay. Of the victim. Well, it's, uh, it is draconian, but it's, uh, it's motivating. I, get, I, I, bet, I bet we have a high level of, of mask compliance with, with that, uh, that, that reinforcement there, huh?
1: Yeah, well, there's people who get off on digging graves, though, I'm sure. You know?
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Anyway, uh, a friend of mine, one of my good friends, had just had twins. Twins. Oh, twins, Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Twin girls, and he named them Kate and Duplicate.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it uh yeah that duplicate's gonna have a rough go of it man (laughs) anyway
2: does he need a a boy named
0: sue kind of thing (laughs) what's that i said does
2: he need a nanny
0: (laughs) oh okay yeah 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 because that's 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 one of our guest's talents okay well let's get right to her uh so our, our guest uh you can tell she's got a a lovely voice uh lovely personality it's bubbling over already she's a singer uh, a rapper, performance artist, uh, trained uh, fine artist. She's also an actress and, uh, and, a, and a nanny involved in uh, early childhood education. And uh, we'll get into all of that. Uh, you may know her as MC Sweet Tea, Miss Tiana Hux. Welcome. Welcome, Tiana.
2: Yes, yes, y'all. Thank you so much, Renee and Manny. Right. It's fun to yeah. be here with y'all. It's fun yeah. to become a troubled man, finally.
0: Yeah, Trouble. Uh, well, I'm not sure. That's that's <laughs> I'm not sure that's what that is. But uh, joining like the troubled it. men, joining the yes, troubled nation. Oh, okay, yeah, okay.
1: Right. Sure. You're part of the nation, yeah, the nation. Well,
2: yes, it's good that it's not just exclusive to people with a certain chromosome. You just no. have to be troubled, oh, no, right? You no, no. Just have to be troubled.
0: Well. Well, we like people who are very talented and then also have something kinky about their background. Yes, sheer talent alone is, is usually not enough. There has to be uh, some twist to it. And, uh, you know, so just to fill the people in, uh, you, you have a... Uh, good looks. A, a rap act. <laughs> and, uh, that good looks, yes. Uh, uh, she's a, a tall drink of water. You're the first female guest I've, I've said that to, but uh, Tiana is a tall drink of water. Um, she She's luck, uh, luck. A, a rapper as as... As MC Sweetie, and uh, she's the singer of the great band Malavitas, the, who we had uh, Rob Cambrai, the, the guitar player in that band. He was a previous guest. And, uh, you know, Manny, we had some, some news this week. I hope I can let this cat out of the bag that, that uh, as, of, as of now, our old friend Carlo Nucio is now the drummer in Malavitas.
1: Oh, really? Uh, we're thrilled about yes. it. Yeah, yes. really. well, news listen, Let me give you one word of advice: don't <laughs> let him borrow any money from you. All right? <laughs> okay, because you'll never get it back.
2: Well,
1: it that's good news. Like 120 bucks, man.
2: <laughs> I'll mention that to him at practice on Saturday. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we have to have some sort of jubilee at some point where all, all debts are wiped away. I think that's what what what, what he's counting on. Uh, well, I was going to say, well, now that Carla's in your band you'll get to learn what it, what it feels like to be working for the nooch.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> working for the new CEO is about a, a lot of laughs and uh, a lot of listening. There's a, he's got a lot of stories that are pretty remarkable. Oh, yeah, no,
0: We love Carl. Yeah, we, of course. We, we, we kid yeah. him. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course yeah, you yeah. are. Of
2: course. Yeah. Oh, he will be happy to hear you joking about him with me, in fact.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's always happy to have, you know, to know that people are talking about him. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So you're you're in this band Malavitas and, and, uh, you know, you've done all this performance uh, art. um, But but then you're also a nanny. And and I I saw uh, that you actually run Christmas. I mean, uh, uh, birthday parties as a, uh, as a Mary Poppins character.
2: Sure. That was in Texas, maybe five years ago. People, oh, um, okay. yeah, I I'm still would love to don the outfit uh, uh, in the right occasion, but it's uh, it, it's practical also. I mean, I teach children by singing. I'm also a teaching artist in classrooms where I work with the wolf trap method. That's uh, out of, D.C., the Wolf Trap Performing Arts Center. There's a curriculum for teaching right. for teaching um, early childhood yeah. development. Yeah, it's great. We teach teachers uh, using art strategies to work with the youngest learners. It's just a super blast. So I used to do parties, and, and it's along the same lines, uh, using entertainment and fun as a means to educate, of course. When they're having fun is when they're learning like big people are also so uh uh, yeah but people here know how to you know I was doing that in Texas where I live uh, and and have a house also in in Austin Uh, people in New Orleans know how to have a party though so my party business you know entertaining educating children is like it doesn't really happen here because people oh, right. know people know how to do that here i was doing a mary poppins i was doing a pirate party i was doing, a, doing some princess parties and uh, yeah i mean people here know how to have parties so it's a little
1: let me ask you something what what's the deal with celebrity nannies always sleeping with the dad of the, of the kid yeah you know, i mean that's Law, ben affleck is it because oh, yeah. the mom the mom always hires a hot looking nanny instead of just like, you know, nanny 911 kind of nanny?
2: I mean, that's that's a tough question. <laughs> I think that's very complicated. Uh, you know, you uh, you know, you're working very closely with people, it's very intimate to be in people's homes. I'm really leaving that, you right. know, that behind and working more in classrooms, although that isn't really a great situation right now.
1: Do you think it's because a celebrity mother is trying to get back to her career and is ignoring the celebrity father mm. and the father starts <clears throat> getting a thing for the nanny.
2: I think that's that's quite possible also you know is is like a cliche about you know mom uh, you know is just tired of nursing a baby and everything else that's demanded upon her and unavailable to Dad, perhaps. I mean, I don't, I don't know because that hasn't right. happened right, right, to right. me. But it
1: seems. But do you think if you were dressed as Mary Poppins, <laughs> one of these dads might you know get off on that?
0: Mm. Yeah, probably. I could see the appeal. Yeah, probably. I could see the appeal. Well, I was gonna, I, w- I was gonna say now as a nanny, you must have s- have to be very. D- discreet, right? I mean, uh, like you'd want someone as your nanny, who, who's someone who knew how to keep a secret.
2: I mean, I'm not hiring nannies. Uh, I'm just a nanny. Right. So,
0: I mean, certainly I'm saying if I were, if I was going to, you know, you want someone who's going to keep the family secrets, you know, like my, my father would always say, uh, to the children, he'd say, never repeat what goes on in this house outside of the house. Not that anything untoward (laughs) was going on in the house, but, you know, that was just kind of a rule of thumb. And I would think that, yeah, you would want to have whoever you hired, you would want to have someone who... Had that sense of discretion that that uh, you know your your intimate business wouldn't be repeated to all of her other nanny girlfriends. Yeah. Well, and, I work and with agents. Cocktails.
2: I work with agents, and that's part of a contract to to have discretion. Also, I've worked for very famous people, and you know, certainly, you know, to be discreet is is part of a legal and binding contract. You know, you don't get jobs with directors go. unless you are able to not. You know, <laughs> go to the paparazzi. Sure, yeah. You
1: know. <laughs> hey, Renee, why didn't your dad just hire deaf people?
0: Good point, Manny. Well, no, he wasn't. Hi- no, he he wasn't hiring anyone <laughs> in the home. That's a, that was Should have hired me. Why children. didn't he call me? Yeah.
1: Exactly. I could have been your nanny. No, we were, I could
0: have uh, been your nanny, Renee. No, no, we didn't have any nannies. That's for sure. No, we, we, uh, I had uh, my, my mother was a f- full time mother, so it was no. He was giving those instructions to the children to uh, you know whatever goes on in this house keep within within the walls of the house. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. There. We don't Why need not? to. Um, uh, well, well, getting back to to you, uh, uh, Tiana. It's all me. Um, so. <laughs> a lot of your education and your your formative years were were in austin texas but you're not from austin texas are you
2: no uh, i was born in indianapolis and i was raised in louisville before my family moved to houston and then to austin uh for college is where i i went to uh, ut austin and before that i went out to san francisco to the art institute for a semester but it was a little too a little too far from home as a as a young person, so ended up back in Austin, which is where all of the weirdos in Texas went. It's like the magnet for all the weirdos in Texas in the late 80s and early 90s. We all saw Slacker and thought that that would be, you know, just the place to be. And, and um, you know, so okay. went there to school and got all involved with all of those people and um, got to work with Richard Linklater in in film
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm.
1: You're born in Indiana? I'm a Hoosier. Yeah so how long before you how many school years are you in Indiana? I
2: was only there uh, on, I was less than two when we moved oh, so okay. I really right. I really grew up in Louisville Kentucky. Okay
1: Louisville yeah. it's a fine town. Did you I like, like Louisville?
2: I did and and uh, when I got to New Orleans it really reminded me of my you know early life growing up in Louisville in the spirit of the Hmm. City in the Derby was such a big deal there, and the, the
1: yeah. you know the
2: party around the derby and when I found myself here and at Mardi Gras, it just really felt
1: the derby's mm-hmm. almost like a jazz fest it's like two weeks of just shit going on right I think I mean, so that, yeah it's amazing closer to Mardi it.
2: Gras though it, you know in the spirit of uh you know a French river town kind mm. of thing, you know because there's no big festival uh, at the fairgrounds you know and. and I, I don't know. There's a lot of music in Louisville, and, and I thought that that was really interesting. Um, there's like a so lot you of- were
1: there during your teenage years no,
2: or something? No. No. Um, uh, when I was, like, two to about 12 or so.
1: Okay. Then you go to Austin. And
2: then I went to Houston for um, oh, high school, and then I went to Austin for college.
1: Okay. Austin right.
2: in the 90s was a really fun place to um Yes. A lot of psychedelic rock music. Yeah. The tech boom. A lot of money came there and it just started to get real beige. So, ah, I came over here. Uh, yes. I came over here and I said, "Oh, gosh, this is really where it's at, you know." I thought Austin was fun, and then I I came over here. A friend of mine from school invited me and started coming over here making performance art and that and that led to doing music here in the late 90s. Ah, it's just this just this is where it's at you know uh, austin was fun but it was right on. really changing uh yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it's so crowded there now and expensive it's almost every uh musician i know has either moved out or or uh, either moved out of the the area entirely or moved way out into the suburb suburbs you know like Bastrop or something
2: yeah it's like a lot of similar growing pains it's a different you know, different cities. I think these are sister cities, but, uh, you know, similar growing pains, you know, with artists being priced out here and the local culture, right. people here being priced out of the natives out of, you know, neighborhoods like the bywater and, you know, the channel wherever
1: you can always move to right. the dye water. <laughs>
2: well, is that the is that the new bywater is that what the part that's above saint Cloud? <laughs> it's
1: the one below saint claus oh, yeah.
2: is it below <laughs>
1: yeah this riverside is what i've been told. lakeside what's
0: the, what's the it's 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 the riverside and the homicide that's <laughs> yeah, the, exactly
1: exactly
0: that's that's yeah. the, the terminology. So, you know, right? Renee,
1: uh, murder, uh, we're, New Orleans, remember a few shows ago I said in July New Orleans reached 100 murders faster than any year, right? since so like the '90s. Now we're already at 200 murders.
0: Ooh. I saw that. Yeah, we, we've, we've already uh, uh, gone beyond the, the total for last year. We've yeah. exceeded the really? last year's total. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you would think that, that uh, since... You know, people are being kept in that the numbers would be lower, Good. but there's also so much stress and tension, and you know, people are poverty. Are just uh, poverty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People have lost their jobs. They don't have a, a food an outlet. They don't have income. They don't. So have they, they they, yeah, they to cases. murder
1: just because they're poor. Well, no,
0: I'm saying the 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 no, not not the boredom. It's the the stress and and they have such little <laughs> boredom. Headroom, That's uh, wealthy people's already,
2: reason to murder. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, right.
2: Um, not to make light of well, murder. so
0: did did you, no, no. Well, why not? You Let's know? make That's light what, of wealthy but, people. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure, sure. But but you had g- a good experience. You had good teachers at UT. You thought, was, and you you were, you were studying a uh, performance art. Absolutely, there. yeah. That's and a of great
2: mentor it. there, who was a famous performance artist named Linda Montano, who was amongst the feminist performance artists that really came to fruition in the 70s. Um yeah, I had a great uh video art teacher and um film was really part of that and the the Austin Film Society
1: What uh, year was, was this? Great. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What year was Please,
2: this? Please, thank you. It's uh 90 I was there 94 to 8. I was at UT 94 to
1: 98. Okay, and this is when uh uh, what's his name? Link Ladder was yeah. there? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I got to work with him. Actually, I got to work with him and um, Wright wrote my part in uh, his film, Waking Life. And really enjoyed the programming that the Film Society did when I was in school. They were still showing free films every week. So at the, right. at the Union uh, Theater on campus, they just showed great art films every week for free. And uh, I really got a lot of education on cinema there. Besides, um, besides in studying studio art. Now, did, art, sure,
1: film. did you? I know there's people like Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey. Did you ever meet those people? Sure.
2: No, I never met neither. I never met either of them. I met other celebrities around Richard Linklater. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't meet either of them. I, I, saw, uh, I saw her at some events, I think, but I had no reason to, to talk with her. And, and I've never seen Matthew McConaughey in person, although I'm a big fan. What a brilliant actor he is, right? And a good guy, too. Everyone's always- And he you know, loves
1: to play the bongos.
2: <laughs> and it's funny because when I was working with Rick uh was when that whole thing was happening. It was like exactly around the same sort of <laughs> couple of months that he got, you know, in trouble for playing. What, guess, cops got called and he was playing bongos in the nude. I, it's just yeah. ridiculous. It's so what, neighborhood,
1: what neighborhood does he live in or did he live in?
2: I don't know where he was living there, though. Although a friend of mine dated him briefly. Oh. I mean, you know, before before he blew up all the way he was just hanging out it's a a kind of a relaxing with celebrities there it was kind of like it is here people people hang out because things are casual and people aren't super star starstruck but now he he lives in west austin i believe um in the hill country
1: so west of austin okay you know, that's luxurious. Nice when I lived in Austin, I was in Far West. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, that's where I live. Beautiful. It's a great after, neighborhood. Yeah, it was very hill country, a lot of hills and lots of greenery and stuff. The and, houses
2: are beautiful too. What, what were you doing in Austin?
1: Well, we went there after Katrina, nice. my, my wife and child. Oh. We went out there after Katrina and we stayed there for, I think it was six, seven months. We stayed there didn't really get to see much of the city because we had a six month old so it was kind of just like we're just kind of like covid we were just playing it safe you know kind of playing it safe and stuff sure Uh, but it was so nice back in 2005 when this all happened because in 2005 you couldn't get a fucking decent taco in new orleans you know so right going to austin you know being from los angeles going to austin it was like Finally, some <laughs> fucking decent Mexican food. Indeed, know? that's
2: funny that you landed there yes. because I landed in Los Angeles
1: after Katrina. Yeah. And where'd you? Where were you? in What okay. neighborhood?
2: In Los Angeles, I was in. Uh, I was in. A, just floated around a little while. I finally got an apartment in Eagle Rock. I think I was in Silver Lake in Hollywood, and
1: I lived in Silver Lake for a couple of years. It's, it's it's that back then. When I lived there in the early '90s, it was uh, very sketchy. Sure, the rent was cheap, and you were, you know, just a stone's throw from, uh, you know, MacArthur Park and and all the dope you wanted. Yeah, you know, sure, that kind of stuff. Good sure. time, not like <laughs> yeah. that at
2: all. In two thousand five, when I landed there, and not at all like this. Very yeah. expensive. Macarthur Park was very beautiful and free of crime. The rents right. were yeah. exorbitant, and uh, it was um, it was kind of bumpy, you know, coming from here, coming from Austin, uh, landing out there. I was a little shell shocked from the whole thing.
1: <laughs> Market driven. L.A. is a siren and a mistress, and she will eat you up. L.A., you know, so uh, <laughs> that's the way L.A. is. I mean, it's I about business.
2: Oh, you were born and raised there? Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: So I understand. We don't like history in L.A. We like to forget our history in L.A. Huh. So um, we only glorify the history. Reinvent,
0: self-mythologize. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: you know, down here they want to save every fucking building that's, you know, dying. But in L.A., it's like, tear it down, build a new one. You know, but here it's like you got to save it because it's it's got some, you know, some, maybe some uh, doctor lived there in the eighteen sixties. Who mm-hmm. fucking cares? Tear it down, build something new. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, people are are very yes uh, yes people are very sentimental about that kind of stuff around here. You're right.
1: It's
2: Atlantis.
0: <laughs> A- Atlantis. Well, it's yeah, Atlantis. It, it so we're gonna forever. save sure. it
2: until it all goes underwater.
0: Right, right, or fighting against the tide, as they say. Um, so, so in in Austin, in the performance program, you get into playing music. You're you you're a self-taught drummer, sure. and you start performing as as MC Sweet Tea.
2: That was more here. No, that was really here. I started oh, really? to do okay. this. Yeah, I sort of okay. I I was making theater. I was uh play, you know, in college. There was playing rock bands and this kind of thing and that led into making theater and interactive theater and performance art and um and then I was very inspired here I decided I I had this vision of uh, that I wanted to be a rapper I always loved uh that uh, performance and that music and so and I decided that I would do that and my musicality is more based in rhythm so I just started to uh, to work on that. And I had this vision of making, I, I came here in 99 and I saw uh, the burlesque troupe called the Shim And they were like very early, you know, burlesque revival. It was the first time that I had seen this kind of work made. Um, and I was so inspired and I really wanted to make that kind of work. And I wanted to rap and uh, do a burlesque show and be a rapper. So I just started to, you know, work on that. I started to teach myself how to rap and, um, started being involved with these burlesque dancers and that culminated in a record and a show at One I Jacks. And that was kind of, uh, peeking out when the hurricane happened in 2005. So, I said, peace out. I'm going to go take my shot in L.A. And it was just like, wah, wah.
0: <laughs> so you I was do, just, no. Did you do much performing I did. Out there? I did. No, okay.
2: And I had, I had some amazing experiences and worked with some fantastic dancers and, you know, met some other wonderful artists. Also, it was just... Um, you know, I was just in my car all the time. I got to work in, on some films and some TV shows, um, as a production assistant, not as an artist, a uh, performing artist, but, you know, wanted to work in, in film and it was just rough. And, um, I moved, uh, I, I had to take care of my house in Texas. I have a house there and I had a tenant and it was just falling apart. So I had to go back to Texas and take care of that. And, and then I got back, you know, to, to Austin after being in LA for two years and, started to see old friends and I just started to feel like, "Whoa, oh, wow. Uh, gosh, that was really hard. I think I'll just, you know, stay here and, and live in my house and try to piece it all back together. And then I, I really wanted to come back to new Orleans also. So I started to make trips back here and do more shows and things like that. And then I just moved back here, uh, four years ago. I, I couldn't get over it the trauma of having left after the hurricane. And, and, uh, I moved back and I wanted to do this project with these artists that I'm collaborating with now in Malavitas and you know, make this record. It's going great. We're having having a great time. We just started to get back together after breaking for covid for six months and now Carlo Nucio is in the band. So we're
0: nice, nice. Made a video. Oh, yes. The videos. We need to get to all that. Well, you know, um, Manny, I'm looking at my drink. And what do you think? Does this seem like a good time to take a little break?
1: Yeah, let's do our, our usual break. Uh, and and uh, Troubled Nation will do the same. We'll be back. Uh, get a libation. We'll be back in a second.
0: And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Komen. Back with our guest, MC Sweet Tea, Ms. Tiana Hux. Now, uh, Tiana, I'm not sure you're familiar with this product, but uh, we've been affiliated with a, a terrific product the past few months. Uh, Manny, why don't you go ahead and tell Tiana about, uh, about the Velo Bar. What?
1: Tiana? Manny. If that's your real name. It's really my name. Manny, tell uh, me about
2: the Velo Bar. I'm.
1: Yeah, well... Give me a second. Hold on there. Hold on. You might need this. Very excited. You might need this. I think, think I can, do. You might
0: need two. Yeah, okay. You might need two of them. Tiana.
2: <laughs> Manny.
1: And, and can I call you Tiana? I
2: wish you would, Manny.
1: All right. Uh, the Velo <laughs> Bar is this new product that we've been endorsing for the last six months. Right. It's a it's a CBD Protein bar. It tastes great. It's got 25 milligrams of CBD per bar. Perfect dose to take the edge off of whatever you're dealing with right now. It's a healthy protein bar that'll fill you up and calm you down, Tiana. All right. Wow.
2: I, I need two. I need yeah.
1: two. Who doesn't need stress relief right now? The whole goddamn world's freaking out. It's a, pla- yes. a plant based, Tiana.
2: Manny. It's, a plant,
1: it's a plant-based protein from healthy superfood super ingredients like pumpkin seeds, Whoa. hemp hearts, and chia seeds. It's basically a stress-relief breakfast bar, and it tastes fucking great. And you know what right now? What? If you go to VeloBarCBD.com, to their website, and you put in the Men 15 promo code, you can get 15% off your order and free shipping. And, Renee, we yes. love free shipping.
0: Oh, yeah, anything free we love. Yes,
1: and and, and, and this product comes in two great flavors, uh, a dark chocolate and a peanut butter flavor, and I've had them both, mm. and and I'm, I, I love them. I, I just think they're fantastic. And, wow, their website
2: uh, looks great, too. What is that code again? Okay, I'm here at the Velo Bar website. Men
1: troubled okay. men 1-5 okay. promo code will get you 15% off any order you make troubled and okay and one I'll tell you man I'll tell you and our friend who was a guest Brant Ryder the CEO of this company was a former guest yes and he's going to yes. he's going to be uh, 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 sh- uh new new products are going to be coming out really soon real soon I can't tell you nice. when but I just say real soon right now.
0: Sure. 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 Yes. can't go wrong with that. And, 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 and
1: the reviews are great. So the nation, as always go to VeloBarCBD.com and get some stress relief. It doesn't cost that much money, free shipping, 15% discount. When you use the troubled men, one five promo code. And as always, uh, 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 I, I, I will, if you don't like it, uh, well, then uh, <laughs> something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with okay. you. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: your
2: taste I mean, is in far. your mouth.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Right, 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 exactly. right. Exactly. Nice, nice. <laughs>
0: As always, uh if you want to support the Troubled Men podcast directly, you can uh get on that PayPal link that we have in the the show notes or the the links and uh you know, we have a cocktail fund as well, but uh it's you know, deferring the the, the production costs uh, and running costs of the show, so you can uh you can support it directly or get a t-shirt you know, buy us a drink. Get a
2: t-shirt.
0: Buy yourself a drink. Yes, and for the first time, we have the the uh Troubled Men's wear, so you can uh Choose a a T-shirt. We have women's sizes, men's sizes. We have a unisex tank top for all you uh, people that like a tank top. Um, I won't be choosing the tank top.
1: I wish you would have discussed this with me before you did this, because if we're troubled, I'd rather have troubled men underwear. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we can
0: get to all of that, man. Yeah. We're gonna have that too. Yeah. That's where we got to start somewhere. But uh, there's a lot of people in the troubled nation have been asking when can we, where can we get the T-shirts, and finally we figured out how to how to uh, to uh, you know give them a way to represent the troubled nation as they walk around in their day to day lives. So we're excited about that. So Tiana, uh, Renee, I was thinking the last gig that i saw that I, not a gig Oof. that i played but the last gig i w- i went to before lockdown happened was your band Malavitas, playing uh at the circle bar and it was a great night it's a, i love your band it's it's like angular kind of indie rock but it's got a a, a good danceable beat you know so you have like a lot of mm-hmm. uh good-looking people there who are, you know, dancing to this, and, and you're, a, you're a, a great front person. You, you dress in a uh, sort of a, a 1960s cocktail style with the big eyelashes, you know, kind of like a, a boozed-up next-door neighbor in, uh, in like the graduate-era key party or something.
2: You got it. It's glamour. It's glamour.
0: Yes, yes, and we were hanging out discussing you coming on the Trouble Men podcast, and we'd actually set it up. And uh, as it turned out, the, the clock ran out, and we, we weren't able to, to go into the ring room, and uh, so we had to put it off. But I'm glad we were able to, to get back together remotely. We, you know, hopefully, at some point, we'll be, we'll be back there face-to-face in the ring room. But I know. Uh,
2: I was looking forward to talking with you both in person. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, you know, we, me and you, Tiana, could go to the ring room, but Renee refuses to join, to be a member. Yeah. We could be doing it right now.
0: Okay, yeah, you guys could just go pal around. That be that sounds like funny. all right.
2: We'll see you over there. Um, we'll see you right, later. Thanks a lot, Renee. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, <I don't> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll I'll be done with you in just a few minutes. Um,
2: but uh, that was great. Thank, talking about that that show that was great. What an incredible experience. We really were so thrilled, and uh, we released a record this fall last fall and we were just having a great string of shows promoting the record and uh, just uh, had a fantastic night there. That was such a a high time with our friends, the happy talk band and um,
0: right. Luke Spur Allen, uh, former guest on the show as well. Yeah.
2: Very troubled man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Very
0: troubled man. A longtime
2: (laughs) friend of mine and uh, was just a, a, a great night, and, and digging. I feel uh, like <laughs> absolutely. I feel like um, was I was very grateful to have had such a great night with everybody uh, before this whole thing dropped. To think of that, because it really has been sad. I know for you too, and and uh, those of us who live in the nightlife and uh, as entertainers and servers, and it's just been um, sad to lose our purpose is uh, the you know our function right. so you know the joy <laughs> yes. of it besides just the dishe- sheer joy why we all love new orleans you know we all love Not to go me. out and eat and drink <laughs> no i've
1: been i've been doing social distancing two years before it was popular really uh, yeah I, yes, I, yes. I i i could leave the city in a new york minute if, if i had the money but I can't. I don't have right money. on. Right
0: on. That's, that's part of your next campaign platform, right? <laughs> yeah. Go. Uh, <laughs> Manny for mayor. Fuck all you. I'm out of here. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, that's that's uh, well, you know, it's it's novel anyway.
2: Well, you're trapped. So now you still have to talk to me. <laughs> you're trapped here. Right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> well, so so, so was was building momentum, and, and uh, sure. you know you you you, you put sure. your, your first uh, the, the the first video for Night of the Dog, which was terrific, uh, little piece there. It's a uh, catchy tune, real toe tapper, and uh, and then just recently uh, you, you put out a new video for Fire Department, which is a, another. Another, uh, you know, it's very nice menacing. Angular, it is uh,
2: angular and menacing. Hmm. Yeah, we think it's a, uh, uh, Rob likes to call it post punk. I like to call it, uh, dance punk. So it's, it certainly okay. has a lot of angles and noise aspects to it. And, um, I'm highly right. theatrical. And, you know, it's, it's like you were describing, um, you know, I like to nod to classic glamour and uh poets i love ann sexton and um uh, the other one who's so great um anyways they're just kind of like unraveling you know this the the at this i like to present this in a, in the shows in the live shows you know where you know we start and maybe we start with a tune that's kind of um more low-key and uh, i look this way and it seems like a jazz prison i don't know what this kind of presentation (laughs) and then it just it just turns and it's kind of like this unraveling it's like um you know this unraveling of like you said like your neighbor um um a woman under the influence by john cassavetes is a favorite of mine you know and so you know it's, it's like presenting this glamorous um you know this glamorous image, and then the unraveling of that, and um, the just uh, really relishing that, really uh, savoring that uh, right. Uh, unraveling of that.:
0: Right. And the band has like a, a lot of musician followers. I know Carlo got into the band because he was like, "I love this band. Let me into this band.":
2: yeah. It's kind <laughs> so, of like a band's you know, band. We're kind of like a band's band, I'm like a man's man, band's band.
0: Sure, sure. You know, I don't go out to see a lot of music when I have an off night, but I saw. I did have an off night. I thought, well, I want to go see this because this will be a fun scene, and it absolutely was. You know, and ran into a bunch of people I knew. It was, it was, it was kicked. it's fun and you dance. Um, you
2: know, like you said, it's it's dance, it's dance music, and and then I've got this like a uh, you know heavy poetic vibe you know it's it wants to be a, a ritual it wants to be you know it wants to like exercise all of that stuff it wants to be uh, a ecstatic experience you know people you know uh, yes. dancing and so you know we're all missing that we're, you know we're missing that um uh we're just right now you, you mean yes, yes
0: manny's um, on manny manny doesn't miss it
2: manny doesn't miss it no i don't fine. miss it
0: at all i,
1: I <laughs> care less about it but the name of the band is what? Is Malavitas. And what does that mean? That
2: is um, my family name. My uh, my grandparents came over from Greece. My grandfather's. Really? Yeah, and uh, it kind of translates roughly to bad life. And this is funny because <laughs> yeah. bad life, right? And uh, it's a weird he, name. I
0: didn't realize that was your actual name. And
2: he, and, and it is my mom's uh, my mom's dad, and they came over when he was a baby, or he was um, a, a little kid. And my mom's mom uh, came over from Greece also. And uh, he actually naturalized himself. So his name was Malavitas. And then he changed it. My mother's maiden name was Melvin's. And I kind of thought for a long time that that was the story uh, of how, you know, you hear the Ellis Island story. They get off the boat. Oh, my name's Malavitas. Oh, we'll call you Melvin's or this kind of thing. Like, no, he changed it. he landed in Chicago and he built his fortune in, uh, groceries and, uh, grocery stores and restaurants and making, um, you know, this money that I got to go to art school from. And, uh, uh, we were, we were at the Greek, I was at the Greek festival with Rob Cambry, um, the guitar player. And right mm-hmm. when I moved back and we, I, I was telling him this story and he was like, oh, that's the name we got to name the band Malavitas, you know? So, so great, you know, and
0: it's a good one.
2: Um, you know,
0: bad life. Did you go to Greek school growing up? No. You know, cause I, I didn't realize that no. until they had that, that, that movie about uh Greek culture, you know, like my big fat Greek wedding. No, i not. Right, I, I right, know. right. Everybody knows Jews, Jews send their kids to uh Hebrew school, you know, yeah. but, but then apparently Greek school is actually a thing, right? Cause Greeks are they, uh, in many sections of many aspects are. Uh, types of greek families they they really try to keep that going but you didn't know i didn't
2: that. and you know and that is and that is sad the naturalization you know he wanted to lose that he wanted to be american and
0: trying to blend in yeah. you know, trying to pass i
2: mean uh, okay I, they they succeeded, it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Everybody succeeded. gets to that do that what was, they want yeah, well, that yeah, yeah, was yeah, what absolutely. they wanted and so here i am two right. generations later and i'm saying oh well i honor this history and i'm interested in that history i wish right i knew more about that history but that was one that they let go my mom didn't grow up speaking greek i mean sh- i think she could hear it and understand some when she was young but she didn't mm-hmm. raise us that way, you know, it was just like the Because 'cause you're in America
1: story. now, man. Yeah, you gotta exactly. you're in America.
2: Yeah, you, know, you gotta
1: learn English, man. You gotta forget your, yes. your culture and your yeah, language. So you're an did. American now.
2: So we did, I guess. Yeah.
1: I okay. Know. So let me ask you something. Let's go. Let's go back to San Francisco. How much time did you spend in San Francisco? I spent
2: only six months there. I was eighteen, and I went to the Art Institute. And my what year was this? Oh, this was
1: ninety-two into ninety-three. Oh God! Yeah. So a lot of tar heroin there, right?
2: I guess there was. I wasn't into that. I was a little. Mm, you know i was a little innocent i guess i wasn't
1: hey, what part of the city did you live in
2: now i lived right off market street um in between the the um Castro and, and, the the and the mission and the mission homeless. No, that was <laughs> yeah. further, okay. well, further you, towards you the city You weren't far off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dope
0: was right around you. Yeah. It wasn't a long walk to get to it yeah. from where you were.
2: Uh, yeah, and we went to the, you know, we would take the uh, bus or whatever to the, um,
1: the Mitchell Art brothers, Institute. Yeah. yeah,
2: which I heard was going to close. I heard the Art Institute was going to close. They're always they, going to close, the Mitchell yeah.
1: brothers, but they've never. Uh, I don't
0: know them. <laughs>
2: we like to walk around the uh,
0: O'Farrell Theater. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it was. It's beautiful. I was just a little young and not so brave. My roommate was depressed, so we we just ended up sort of, you know, we went to some rock shows, but we weren't really like making the scene. You know, I was just like, oh, we better go home and be with yeah, friends.
1: Well, but nine, but but nine, but ninety two. There's some good no no. Uh, bay area bands in 92 isn't there
2: we saw some fun shows we saw green day in a yeah in a like a school cafeteria one time yeah <laughs> we saw. i mean we saw what was happening there we saw sonic youth and we saw the whatever cool. we you know was in the early 90s
0: now now as a as a, a female front person who's kind of uh you know lyrically driven uh you know do you, do you look to people like Lydia Lunch and Patty Smith and uh, as as inspiration or or is that is that a different generation from from you uh,
2: No definitely uh with Patty Smith uh, less with Lydia Lunch although I did have a um great time seeing her perform at uh, last year, maybe with her No Wave guys, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, I love uh, Patty Smith and um, Debbie Harry. I love Iggy Pop, David Bowie, a lot of that stuff.
0: Sure, um, sure, all the good stuff. The, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you
2: know, it's really whatever you're, you're into. I, you know, I rap also, so I, there's a lot of uh, rap artists that I love, and um, I'm really influenced by cinema. I'm really into film, and so uh, I, I kind of write in that way, and I think about characters and, and try to um, write in bodies of work and construct narratives um, that reflect that.
0: Well, you know, one thing I like about your rapping, and I, I saw somewhere that someone, I don't know if this is true, that you were saying you had, you know, the the Beastie Boys were a, a big influence on Absolutely. you, and... but. but But uh, of course, how they're great. You know, the Beastie Boys are an influence on everybody. Absolutely. But uh, that you 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 rap in your own voice. You know, you don't have a like a a black voice that you put on or some other kind of affected voice. You know, you which I think is the coolest way to do it. You know, that's that's the way you sound authentic the way that you that's don't really. sound ridiculous well a, people you know. have been
2: speaking in rhyme and rhythm uh forever that's always been happening and so i think that rap is a distinctly african-american tradition so i've always tread lightly on that uh, like i love that and i wanted to do that and i think anyone who does any genre if you do it good and you receive the respect of the people who are um, making that work then you know then you achieve that but you know I definitely not trying to appropriate I mean it's very difficult and I have questions about that especially in you know this moment we're in about Black Lives Matter I think it's very true and you know, I I move away from that. You know, that was something that really intrigued me, not only as um, a musician, but as a as a performer to do the performance of like being being a rapper and, and my stage show, working with um, working with women and uh, s- singing about that and singing about uh, you know what, female sexuality and women's expression of that a la burlesque and you know I felt like that was something that couldn't really be you know, I could be really criticized. I'm like, I'm not trying to tell a story about, um, coming out of the ghetto. I'm trying to, you know, I'm telling the story about these strippers and these, these women, um, who are, I mean, that's a lot of the record that that's what the record I wrote was, was about, you know, women Uh who are sex workers and and strippers and kind of through from, from, you know, her perspective, because you know, in, in hip hop, it was very popular to talk about, you know, this life in the club, you know, and it's all about her being the subject of, of him. And so I really wanted to write, you know, from her perspective. And so I wanted to express that. And I didn't think that that was something that, you know, could, um, um, would be taken that way. And, but as I go, as I go on as a songwriter, I I still use a rap cadence. Um, but Mm. I, I, just I'm always trying to just break a mold and do something that I haven't done before that was very exciting to work with you know um the band now
0: right. Well, now, dating back to, to that material, you, you have a song, uh, Proper Fuck," mm-hmm. which I was asking you about earlier today, <laughs> which has the chorus, uh, Everybody Knows You Dance Like You fuck, Dance Like You fuck, Dance Like You fuck." It's a popular it's favorite. so catchy. Popular favorite, everybody. So,
2: everybody loves that it's one. It's
0: so catchy. It's one of those things, like, you know, like somebody was talking about James Brown, you know. It's just one phrase, but it's a great one. But you actually have verses to that song, and, right. and those You're are cool, too. You're an
1: expert at the waltz, aren't you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the waltz, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with all the dance forms, Manny. Yeah, yeah, uh, waltz is foxtrot. That's not what I heard. <laughs> I don't believe everything you hear, Manny. Anyway, um, but so uh, I was mentioning to you today, I was saying that's an or- original song, right? And you said, yeah, 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 I wrote it with these couple of other fellas, but yeah, it's yeah. an original piece of music. And I was saying, because I saw a videotape of uh, Josh Homey from uh, Queens of the Stone Age uh, performing the chorus part of that at a big festival. And he had like, they they threw a beat up behind him. Sure.
2: It was a montage of their song, their um, the Feel Good Hit of the Summer, which is one of their hit songs. And then they love to have a breakdown during the Feel Good Hit of the Summer. And he would like to sing, you know, different songs when they break it down. And so... He, um, Uh and I have mutual friends and so, um, he really liked that and and started to sing that at festivals in maybe 2007 or eight or something. And I was in Los Angeles at the time. And again, we had mutual friends, David Catchings, who's here a lot and, um,
0: well, yeah, I was going to say David Catching was a was a guest on this podcast. Yeah, so Dave's great. Again, one of those well, he is a great guy. What a sweetheart! Like one of those ways that the the podcast is folding in on itself. You know, it's a, it's a rock and roll it's college all There's about two thousand people in it. It's you know, all yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, that's I, very cool. It was cool. It would have been cooler if I'd gotten paid for that because you know hundreds of thousands of people have been entertained by it live and now now on the internet. So, um, I but you know. He's very nice. I've met him several times and, you know, I've gotten tickets to the shows and the festival, artist credentials, very nice, and, oh, right uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I never cease to ask him for a leg up. If I ever see him, I'm always handing him okay. the disc of what we're doing. I'm always sending it to, to Dave and everything. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's well, no, a how kick. Did,
0: how, did you meet, how did you meet Dave Catching? Because I mean, Dave Catching is another one of those you – know those characters who knows everybody but he's He's around here though you know
2: he's around here and so yeah doing my doing my shows you know him from
0: new orleans yeah doing my
2: shows you know just in the um i don't know 2004 2005 i think is when i got to know dave around when i jack so i was performing there and so was he and you know just mutual friend he's such a great guy and easygoing. and then i saw him a little bit out in los angeles Uh, After the hurricane, and you know, okay.
0: So, uh, Tiana, what's what's next up for you? You guys, you said you're you now. Carlo Anuncio is joining the band, and and, uh,
1: another record is what we're working on. So we're going to do what if if Carlos joining the band? The next thing is you're going to be in debt. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, uh, i hope so he said uh he said oh we should go out to the retro de luna dave's um uh, dave studio and and do a do a record out there so we're doing a we're do we just released a video that was really fun and we're working on a second video and we're gonna do a live stream these guys and to uh escape from the secret lab it's like um It's a pretty funny uh, show and there's a premise of them shrinking the band and then you've got to kind of play uh, to try to escape from the lab. It's like this mad scientist kind of Morgus thing he does. And our friend Charlie Brown, who did the video, he works on the show – with the guy Lewis and so we're gonna do that on the 10th of October it'll be our first live stream we haven't d- really done it and um, I have some other ideas I'm working with um, some other past collaborator collaborators on some um, immersive theater uh, but now it's a lot covid so I'm um, working with yeah, some other right. ideas um, about that. And uh, and then we're just going to start working on a new record. Carlo is kind of catching up on some of our old tunes, but there's no demand for us to play anything. So we're just moving forward into into new music now. We're excited to do that.
0: Nice, nice. No, I'm looking for ideas. So I'm asking you, maybe you have a good idea of what to do. I got a lot of good ideas. Um, No, that's (laughs) true. I'll bet you do. I'll bet you do. I like that. Uh, I told you some of them. And and can keep a secret. No, that's good. Um, Well, uh, you know, uh, anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I don't know. I
2: don't know. I look forward to. The day we can uh, sit outside and have drinks no in person kidding. and have another conversation, and um,
1: well, me and you can always be in the ring room. Nice, but, Renee, but Renee's okay. not allowed.
2: Yeah, I'm not that into drinking indoors right now. And now we're well the
1: bar. The bar's still closed, but the ring room sure. is open. Okay, so we okay. can. So eat- you have to bring your own booze to the ring room. The-
2: <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. This reminds me of um. Uh, The story that I heard about some people who, some tourists, they want to come down here and party on Bourbon Street. This is insane. It's COVID. So the bars are closed. So the tourists are like at the hotels, they're bringing coolers of booze and then they're just going down to Bourbon Street to like hang out on Bourbon Street and drink out of their
1: coolers. Oh
2: so maybe we can yeah. meet up Jesus down Christ. there and do something no, like no, that. No, no, no. No,
1: they're the problem. Those people are the problem. No, it's not <laughs> going to happen. Are. Those people are the, I'm not going go. you know, to go. Danny, come in about, on. I've been to Bourbon Street in about 15 years, so Thank I'm God. not going there ever again. Okay.
0: It's the same. Renee, uh, come on. Changed, You'll meet no. me
2: down there with the cooler. We'll get some... <laughs>
0: I don't Some hard know. seltzer it's not my scene and walk either. around. Tiana, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. 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 No, it's uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah
2: no. no, we're not going to do that.
0: Tiana, they had one week where they opened bars back up and we had a guest who owned a bar, uh, Steve Watson, the owner of the Kingpin Lounge. Sure. And uh, and he said, well, the the bars open, but there's nobody here so we can do it at the bar. And we had you know, Manny at one table, me at another, uh, Steve at another, and we were separated by, you know, seven or eight feet. And we had long, my cords and, uh, it was a thrill. It was so great to be able to see each other's faces. You know, when someone else has something to say, you can, you know, you can wind your thing down to give them room to talk. It's, it's always very challenging on this uh this internet based thing but uh you know you have to do what you got to do you know it's a, it's 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 this or nothing so you know we're we're all being flexible but yes we we all look forward to the time when we'll we'll be seeing our bright shiny faces and uh and uh having some some real fellowship there
1: god i think there should be someone playing a violin behind you renee
0: <laughs> no, uh. well you know maybe malavitas has a uh, has a a number that starts with some strings things and we can yeah. be running it behind the, the behind this right now and and yeah. the, it'll swell up into us <laughs> signing off so uh should we do that manny it yeah sounds, okay feels Like a podcast. Listen,
1: uh, you've been a great guest renee um And uh, (laughs) Tiana. And Tiana, you've been good too. So, uh, like always, we like to say uh, what do we say? Trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good Good night.
0: Good night.